for entering the voting booth. I'm John Fortier of AEI. And I'm Don Palmer, the voting guy from Election Assistance Commission. And this is a special edition of The Voting Booth, where we look at how Virginia votes. This is the first of a series of special episodes, which we are doing on each of the states and how they vote. What Don Palmer and I will do is is walk through some uh, basic information about voting in Virginia, uh, and then we'll be followed by a conversation we had with the registrar in Arlington County, Virginia, Gretchen Reinmeier, which lays out a little bit more of how the process works. And just for your information, if you look go to the podcast website, you will find links to two of the sources, really, for the information that we are we're providing. One is the EAC, and the EAC is especially their EVES survey state data. And each state has data for, for the last several election cycles. Uh, you'll find it there. And then other data will come from the National Council on State Legislatures, which will provide a link as well. Uh, one final note, this is meant to be informational, uh, useful to voters, useful for people understanding elections, useful for people who might be following uh, election controversies that we might have in a state. But if you are looking as a voter to find real information about your own voting, you should go to your own state's uh, Secretary of State or State Election Office or your local election official office where they will provide the official information that is pertinent to you. So let me start with, we're gonna have, we'll look at four sections, four things relating to voting in Virginia. One is the sort of structural setup in Virginia, two, voting, there'll also be a, a section on registration, and finally on, on how we resolve elections. Uh, to start with the structural aspects of, of voting, uh, there are 133 jurisdictions, counties, or independent cities in Virginia which run elections. The, the election is not run by a secretary of state. There's a election board with a commissioner of elections appointed by the governor on that state board of elections that is the, that is the state entity that runs elections. And then at the, at the local level, there are three member boards also at the local level. Those boards are one Republican, one Democrat, and then another member which follows the election of the governor. So if the governor is elected as a Democrat, the Democrats will have a two to one margin on each county's election board. And that election board is going to select a registrar of voters who runs, runs elections. Uh, and finally, for structural matters, we can look at the election technology that's in Virginia. And what, what they've reported to the EVE survey is that really they are using 100% of the jurisdictions are using ballot marking devices. There are 100% of jurisdictions are using scanners, as, as most jurisdictions in the country are, but, but it's 100% in Virginia. And then electronic poll books is still a very high percentage, that 89.5% of the counties in Virginia are now using electronic poll books. So now I'll turn it to Don, who, who will talk a little bit about what we know about the voting process in Virginia. Thank you, John. You know, Virginians vote a number of different ways. You'll have the opportunity, obviously, to vote in person on Election Day, and that normally will be at your um, precinct. And you can look that information up, or you may have it on your voter registration card that's provided to you when you register to vote. If you decide to vote by mail uh, or absentee, you would make that request uh, to the uh, local election office, either on a paper application or online. And that's usually going to be sent to you, you know, around day day 45, they start preparing to send those out. They'll send them a little bit later, and then they'll deal with ongoing requests. Now, depending on where we are in the calendar, you want to be aware of that deadline. It's usually going to be about a week before Election Day. And so just be aware 
uh, that that date may have come and gone. But if it's come and gone, you can still vote in person. You do have the opportunity to come in person to the election office and vote early. They used to call it in-person absentee voting. I think they still do, uh, but it's early voting to most folks who are sort of observing the process. You can go in and you can vote in person in the election office. Now, there are some jurisdictions that have more resources and it's a maybe perhaps a larger locality and they have sat what we call satellite offices or satellite early voting sites. There's a number of different terms that it may use. You may vote wherever you live in that jurisdiction locality at either the office or a satellite office. And so that has fluctuated over the years. Sometimes early voting right when we get up to election day can be crowded. So prepare and sort of plan where you want to vote, you know, to avoid the lines, obviously. And again, uh, early voting, absentee or on election day, you can vote. And so, John, that's basically it on that. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about, do you have a question, John? Yeah, sure. Can, can I ask you uh, one more thing? If you could give us a little sense of how much uh, in-person election day voting there is, how much mail balloting there is, and how much uh, early voting in person there is. And, and I know things have changed uh, a fair amount in the 2020 election. It was an extraordinary election in that. But just give us a little sense of, of how Virginia looks in terms of those three categories. Well, I think that um, what you saw, if you go back to 2016, over eight, about 86 percent of the voters voted uh, in person on Election Day and a very small percentage voted uh, by mail or early. Uh, but with the pandemic, that sort of flipped and you had you had about 37 percent vote in person and the rest vote in person early or by mail. Now, what we found in 2022 is a large part of those folks decided again to vote in person on Election Day, uh, 66% of those. And early in-person voting is becoming more popular in Virginia as it has in some other states like Florida or Texas. It, you know, folks, they want to show up and vote in person. And about 10% of the vote, of votes uh, by mail in 2022. So Virginians are becoming more acquainted with the different options they have. And you see that fluctuating based on the election or based on the circumstances. Great. So moving into registration, uh, Virginia has two relatively new practices. They, they do have um, what is known as automatic voter registration and same day voter registration, which they had not had uh, previous to the 2022 elections. On automatic voter registration, just in a, in a very simple way, you are going to be asked to the DMV or, or, or some, perhaps some other agencies whether you want to register and you're or you're allowed to to say yes and use that information from the from the DMV process or to decline so you have the option to opt out right there at the at the polling place but it has a form of automatic voter registration there's also same day registration we can get into the, the you know some of the registration deadlines but which which in 2023 for their for their off year election was was October 16th so a, a few weeks before election day but if you miss that day, a new new thing in Virginia is that you are able to register same day, which means it at a registrar's office or perhaps a satellite voting site or on election day at a, at a polling location are able to essentially cast a, a provisional ballot, which will be checked out and your your registration information will be will be checked out. And assuming you go through that ballot will be counted in the provisional ballot process. The last thing to note about Virginia is, like many states, that that most people register at the DMV process. 83.6% of people uh, in, the, in the 2022 election were, were uh, registering uh, at the DMV 
uh, a small number online by mail in person, but most people are registering through the DMV. So let me turn then to Don and uh, have us wrap up and look at the post-election process, how we, how we count, uh, count votes and then ultimately how we um, uh, recount and certify that election. Sure, John. Before we get into that, though, just one point on the, uh, the DMV registration. Uh, you'll find that um, there has been a spike in 2022 with the DMV registration. Some attribute that to post-pandemic folks finally going and updating their their uh, their driver's license. So I, I'm interested to see what happens in 2024 and, and the data from 2026 on the registration, because that that is actually very high. And so uh, we'll see what happens in future surveys. So getting back to uh, post-election, I mean, certification and recounts, that's on everybody's mind after an election, particularly a close election. So that local certification deadline is the key sort of deadline, and that is no later than seven days after the election. Uh, And then the state board is planning to meet on the third Monday in November. And that's when everything is reviewed and any last minute changes are made. If there is a recount, if it's very close, the candidate who is defeated or is behind by more by not more than 1% of the total vote can request a recount. Now, as we know, 1% is actually quite a lot. And so it would probably have to be a lot closer than that for, for it to be a realistic challenge. But the candidate does have the opportunity to request a recount in the event that it's less than 1%. If there are 50 or more voters qualified to vote on a ballot question, you know, and, and again, if it's 50 votes or less than 50 votes or one per, less than 1% of a ballot question, then that that ballot question can request a recount. There is a provision for a contested election. Again, there is a provision specifically for the presidential election. Again, that's going to be filed in the circuit court in the city of Richmond no later than the fifth, 5 p.m. on the second calendar day after the results are certified. So there is a provision for that, but it has to be completed before the meeting of the electors. And John, I know that you've done a lot of research on that, and I'll let viewers go to that themselves. But all other offices will be where there is a contested election, that will be filed with the clerk of the circuit court within 30 days after the election or 10 days following the recount. So, John, that really is sort of a summary of what happens if it's a close race after certification by localities and a state board. Thanks, Don. And so we'll remind you again that uh, the source of much of this information comes from the EAC's EVES state data sheets, which can be found on our webpage or, or at the EAC's website as well as the National Council on State Legislatures, which has interesting information about the 50 states and, and their practices of voting. Also, that link can be found on our, our, our podcast and their, their website. But we are now going to turn to Gretchen Reinmeier of Arlington County, Virginia, and a conversation we had earlier to lay out the voting process in Virginia in greater detail. Thanks for joining us in the voting booth. We're here with Gretchen Reinemeyer, the General Registrar of Voters in Arlington, Virginia, and we are going to hear about how Virginia votes. So, Gretchen, this is Don Palmer. Uh, welcome. Uh, could you talk us and bring the viewers through how do you register to vote mm-hmm. and how do you vote in Virginia? What are the major things that a voter needs to know mm-hmm. about in the Commonwealth to be prepared for Election Day? Yeah, so most voters in Virginia are still registering through either the Department of Motor Vehicles. We do have an online voter registration in Virginia as well, but you still need that DMV ID in order to complete that process online. If you don't have a DMV ID, you can still register to vote in person at any office in Virginia. And you can even register to vote on Election Day using same-day registration now. 
In terms of voting, Virginia has only recently adopted early voting or no excuse absentee voting. So we're still seeing voters shift from election day to voting before election day, either using early voting or voting by mail. But we are starting to see about a third of our voters choosing to vote by mail, choosing to vote early, and then choosing to vote on election day. So if you are interested in voting by mail, Virginia does have a permanent absentee ballot list. You can request your ballot for the 2024 election now if you want it to go ahead and be put on that permanent absentee ballot list. And then we'll mail your ballot out around 45 days before the election. For early voting, once again, early voting is a process just like voting in person on election day. You can go to any location in your locality to cast a ballot in person before election day, starting 45 days before the election. And all you need to do is have an ID. It doesn't necessarily have to be a photo ID, but you do need to show ID if you're voting in person. And then when you vote on election day, the main thing to know about Virginia is you do need to cast your ballot in the precinct where you live, where you're registered to vote. You can't just go to any precinct in the state or any precinct in your locality. And in order to find out your precinct information or even to check your voter registration information, you can go online. Virginia does have a great citizen portal where you can look up your voter registration, your voting history, and your polling location and everything you need to know to vote at the Department of Elections website at elections.virginia.gov. So if you vote by mail Mm -hmm. or absentee and you return that, is there a place that you can go to track that ballot uh, if you're concerned about the timing? Yeah, absolutely. So in that citizen portal, if you have requested a mail ballot, it will tell you when your ballot is received by the office. In addition to that, we do have the ability to track ballots through the postal service as it's on its way to you or on its way back to the office. So there is, it's not 100%, but there's definitely increased visibility for those voters voting by mail to make sure that their ballot was received and was counted. In addition to that, if for some reason we did receive your mail ballot back and for some reason we weren't able to count it, we do have the ability to notify the voter and let them give them the opportunity to correct that ballot so that it would be counted. Now, could you tell us a little bit about the structure of voting in Virginia? You have, you're the general mm-hmm. registrar of Arlington, but you have a, a board, you have the mm-hmm. state level. What, t- tell us about the offices and the uh, infrastructure of what voting, yeah. who runs voting in Virginia. Yeah, so in Virginia, the election administration apparatus starts at the state with the State Board of Elections. This is a five-member board appointed by the governor, a bipartisan board. And from there, we have the Department of Elections run by a commissioner also appointed by the governor. And then we, they really- It was once Don Palmer back in the day. Yes, he was secretary (laughs) of the board back when that served the functions of the commissioner of the Department of Elections. So these two organizations, they strive for uniformity and to provide guidance to the local offices who are the ones actually running the elections at the end of the day. So every city and county in Virginia has its own electoral board. And this is somewhat unique to the rest of the country. And Virginia's cities and counties are wholly separate legal entities you would will never have a city within a county. So every city and county has its own three-member electoral board. Once again, these are bipartisan boards appointed by the circuit court judges in that locality. And then these electoral boards, in turn, appoint the general registrar in my position, who then appoints the rest of their staff. So if you want to be a poll worker, yes, what would you do? Apply today. 
No. So contact your local office if you want to work at the polls. Um, you can go ahead and request those days off work if you do still work to make sure that you will be able to work at the polls. But you can apply. And the way it works in Virginia is you can apply through your local political parties and then they will put you on a nomination list for the local electoral board to appoint you. Or you can apply directly with the office in your city or county. Do you have any advice for a resident of the Commonwealth of Virginia who may have moved recently? Mm-hmm. What do they need to do to make sure that they're in a, be- a good situation to vote? So once again, you can go to that citizen portal online to either update their registration or to check if they're right in the right address. Depending on when they moved and where they moved, the voter does have a couple options. If they moved recently, they do have the option of potentially returning back to their old polling location to cast their ballot. But the best and safest way is to go ahead and get that registration updated by going to that elections.virginia.gov website. So can I ask you to put back on your election minister hat and move yeah. away from the, the voter's perspective and think about from the beginning of planning for an election, including buying equipment and, mm-hmm. and planning for the particular election and, and the registration lists through the voting process, through the counting and through the final certification. Walk us through and especially if there's anything you think that is worthy of noting that Virginia maybe is different than other places. Walk us through that process with your election administrator hat on. The election in Virginia really starts that 46 days before any specific election, and that is the day early voting opens in most cities and counties, and that is when ballots have to be mailed to voters. So that, for in Virginia, the election starts 46 days before the actual election day, and I think that's really important to just keep in mind uh, when we talk about elections in Virginia. So starting on that 46th day, we are running a polling location in our office. So you can come in, you can vote. And it's really because 46 days is quite a long period. And in 2024, we will be running three elections. We have an election in March, June, and November. So we will be uh, running an election for about six months of the year. So once we open for early voting, it really is just kind of just normal operations at this point because we do run elections pretty much all the time now. Until we get to election day, they do start scaling up and we do start seeing more voters coming in, either requesting mail ballots or dropping off mail ballots starting that two weeks before the election. Obviously, election day, polls are open for 13 hours in Virginia from 6 a.m. until 7 p.m. And that is, I would still say, when around 40 percent of our voters in Arlington are choosing to vote. On election night, we are able to release results from any of the in-person early votes before the election and any election day ballots cast. Mail ballots, we can release preliminary numbers, but we do have to wait and we do accept mail ballots up until the Friday after the election or three business days after the election. So we will still accept mail ballots up until that period. And then after the election, we also have a large number of provisional votes that the electoral board will start adjudicating the day after the election. We are still, like I said, running the election. The local electoral board has up until seven days after the election to certify their piece, their local elections piece. We then transmit these certifications to the state. And the state has, I believe, 30 to 45 days to certify the whole statewide election. Thank you, Gretchen, for making sure Virginians are election ready. Thank you. Thank you you for listening to The Voting Booth, a podcast of the American Enterprise Institute. 
This program was produced by Jay Hung Lee and hosted by John Fortier and Don Palmer. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to subscribe to The Voting Booth wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening and tune in next time. Thank you.